Fishing for a Reason. I am Mark Fisher, and I'm excited to be here yet again. Today's reasoning is going to be about taking care or training your dog. So I am, uh, my wife and I, we have a, uh, a wonderful yet pain-in-the-ass dog. Uh, her name is Freya. She's a little dog. She's about Japanese spits is what I like to kind of hone in on as far as breed. But they, uh, we adopted her, and they said that she was a spitz mix. But when I looked it up, you know, I looked up pictures and whatever, and I saw what kind of mostly resembled what our dog looks like, and a Japanese spitz was my closest match. So also I'd like to clarify that it was my wife's decision to bring the dog home. I, I had a dog growing up. And uh, I adored her, and it was a family dog, and, and her name was Candy. Uh, I believe it was a neighbor of ours. Um, I remember the day we got her, and we were trying to figure out her name, and my uh, my brother and I were walking around with her and our neighbor uh, down the street, a neighbor of my brother's age. And we were walking around with her, and we were trying to figure out what her name would be. And I don't remember which one of us came up with it. It may have been our neighbor or, or my brother, but uh, Candy was the name that came into our heads. And we decided to stick with it. Our parents loved it. It was great. So we, we had this dog for about 12 years or so, uh, mainly when I was like in first grade all the way through the first year in college for me. So, you know, it was a childhood dog. We grew up with this dog, and uh, I loved and adored her. And uh, I didn't realize how much responsibility it was because, you know, my mother uh, mainly took care of her, you know, made sure she was eating and made sure that she went out and whatever. But we also had a, uh, a yard with a fence, so we didn't have to walk her much. We walked her for fun every now and again, but really we uh, just let her outside in the backyard, and, uh, you know, she would come to the door when she was ready, and it was just kind of, you know, that was it. She would explore. I, I remember she would always, uh, we had a neighbor, and we had a see-through fence, you know, one of those uh, uh, mesh uh, metal fences, and she would uh, notice this dog when he was outside. And he, this dog, he was a uh, Labrador Retriever, I believe. And he, he was a nice, sweet dog, but he didn't really care much or pay attention much to uh, Candy. But she would always pace back and forth, like run, sprint back and forth along the line of the fence to, uh, you know, get his attention and bark at him. And just like she just loved, like, I guess sort of communicating with her, uh, with him. Uh, the, the other dog was a boy. And uh, Bubba was his name. <laughs> Bubba. Uh, anyway, so... It was great to, like, you know, uh, have a dog at that age because I didn't have to deal with much of the responsibility. But I can, you know, I can I could play with her and I can, you know, cuddle with her and all that stuff. And, you know, it was great. You know, I think we had a great bonding relationship. And, uh, you know, it was tough when we had to put her down, uh, you know, when I was in college. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story that uh, I was uh, going to school in New Jersey, uh, Kane University. Great school, but it's more of a commuter school than it was a uh, socially developed school, you know, so there wasn't a lot of partying and things like that because it was a small campus. But I will say that I would commute back and forth uh, every weekend to come home to my, my parents' house, and my dog was still around. It was my freshman year in college, and we knew that it was basically time for her to go. And we were trying to, we were going to see if we were going to hold off uh, on putting her down because uh, it was, it wasn't, she was at a point in her, in her life 
uh, where she you know, only had a couple, you know, her limited time. She had limited time left and maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of days at most. So, um, you know, it wasn't going to get better. She had some kind of, uh, I don't know what it was, but it was something in her nose. Like she she was, you know, uh, coughing up or sneezing up a lot of blood. I don't know, remember the, the, the specifics of her ailment, but there wasn't much time left. And I remember it was me and my mother and my father, we were in the, and, and my dog, we were in the, the vet, you know, just making this decision. And there were two things that we were kind of thinking about at the time. And uh, one was uh, that my dad didn't want to uh, get blood all over the rest of the house. Uh, not that he wasn't sensitive to the idea, but he was just thinking more logically. You know, he knew that there was not much time left for her. And, uh, you know, are we going to bring her back to the house for a few more days just so she can kind of have more episodes of blood and just get it all over the house? And he was kind of like, he didn't really want to, uh, he didn't think that was going to help. You know, we didn't want to have to do a deal with all that if we knew that we were going to put her down uh, pretty shortly after that. But that was uh, one of the conversations. But the other conversation was uh, my brother was in college as well. He's uh, a little older than me, uh, better looking, though. But he uh, he was in the University of Maryland, so he was down in Maryland at the time. And uh, I believe met my mom, we called him, and we were like, hey, it looks like we're going to have to put her down, uh, Candy down. And we were wondering if you can you know, what what your situation was like, if you were going to be able to come back and see her one more time or not. And he had, I believe he had finals, so he wasn't able to, or he had a formal or something because he was in a fraternity. So he had something uh, important going on where he couldn't, you know, schedule it, uh, change the schedule. So he, you know, he, I didn't talk to him, uh, so I don't remember how his actual reaction was, but my mom did. So he had said that he just, he, unfortunately, he couldn't come up and, and say goodbye to her. So we decided that, that right there and then that we were just going to put her down. And that was really tough for us. So at least for me, it was very tough for me, you know. So basically, I grew really attached to the dog after 12 years. And I was sad to uh, see her go. And I had a, you know, I had a, a mourning period, you know, and I, and I really felt bad about it. Like I lost something in my life. And that's why, like, as I got older, I was like, I don't know if I want to deal with this kind of grief again, you know. And just get another animal and just like grow attached to it and love and adore it and then have to say goodbye to it again. And it's not easy to do and grief is a natural state of life. But I didn't really want to choose to go down that path. You know, I can avoid all this if I don't get any animals at all, you know, that kind of thing. So it was basically uh, my, my hesitancy about getting a dog in an adult life was more of a responsibilities, but also just growing attached to the dog and or, or the animal because I also have cats and having to say goodbye to them someday. And I, I didn't want to voluntarily go through that. So I've always been pretty hesitant about getting another dog. But there was a short period of time uh, I did have a, another another dog. His name was Newman, and we adopted him as well. It was, it was my ex-girlfriend. We adopted a dog, and uh, I, she ended up taking the dog after we broke up. But I, 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 I dealt with him for about eight and a half months. And again, I was a little bit attached to it. I was kind of sad that we weren't going to be able to kind of have shared custody. You know, I, I don't think that's a realistic thing to have shared custody, I, although I do know one person who uh, who broke up with his boyfriend, and they somehow still kind of connected and uh, had a working relationship where they shared custody of their dog, and that was kind of, it's kind of cool to see, but I didn't want to deal with that. I, I wanted to see my dog again at that time, but you know, I realized that it wasn't going to happen, so whatever, so I, I wasn't as upset about that as I uh, was about saying goodbye to my uh, first dog, Candy, so fast forwarding all right so i didn't really want another animal in the house I, you know but but jamie once said to me my wife she said we were first dating uh, it was probably i'm going to say about a month and a half or so of dating and we went on a, a nice dinner 
and to one of her favorite restaurants, uh, Petit Louis in, in Baltimore City. And she loved this restaurant, and she'd always go there as a kid, so she wanted to bring me. So we went to this restaurant. It was very nice. But one of the things that she said to me was, and this is like wholehearted, you know, sincerity. She said that, like, you know, I really want to have dogs in my future. And I don't know that I can necessarily be with somebody who doesn't want to have dogs uh, ever. And I was thinking, okay, well, I really like this girl. You know, uh, I don't want to screw this whole thing up because I don't want to get a dog. I figured maybe we'll get a dog, you know, in the near, you know, in the later future, you know, sometime later on, you know. Uh, I don't think having a dog is a sacrifice for me to not be with her. So I figured, okay, let's do it. You know, I would be okay with getting a dog in the future. Naturally, she was happy and excited and, you know, whatever. So that was, you know, fast forward about three years, it happened. You know, I was like, oh, great, here we go. She, she picked out a dog. And I like smaller dogs. I don't really want a big, giant dog. Uh, just preference, nothing against big dogs. But uh, she was going to pick out the dog, and I guess she she claims that she picked the dog. The, the, this, this dog that we have, her name is Freya, uh, the Japanese Spitz, and she is about 18 pounds. So she's not very big. She's about the size of our bigger cat. So perfect size for me. I, I appreciated that. I know she's not really big on small dogs, but I guess she compromised, and she says that she picked a small dog because she knew I would be okay with it rather than picking a big dog. So, great. Uh, very sweet of her. Uh, awesome. All right, so now I have a dog, and we've had this dog for three years, and it's a love-hate relationship with me. I mean, I have my own little problems, so it's not necessarily the dog, but it's just me and how I am with the dog and how the dog is with me. And I, I tend to kind of put this dog on, on a pedestal, of, uh, you know, a mental pedestal, and uh, as far as how intellectual she is. And I always give her more benefit of the doubt of that she is, like, doing things on purpose to piss me off. And uh, one of those things is when we go outside, I take her for a walk because I live in the city, so we can't necessarily walk her up, you know, let her out and let her come back in like I did with my old dog. This one I have to keep on a leash. We have to walk her and whatever. That's not such a big deal, but one of the pet peeves I have with her, no pun intended, is that she will go to the bathroom, you know, uh, she'll pee or whatever, you know, a thousand times, mark her territory and whatever, which I think uh, it's marking her territory, but I also think, like, she also smells a lot. So I'm just thinking that that's how dogs communicate. They just, like, it's like leaving love notes to each other, you know? But it's really just, like, I'm pissing here, this is what I have to say, and another dog comes and smells it and adds to the conversation or whatever. I don't know. It's just my own mental thinking of how dogs interact because what the hell is all this for? You know, marking your territory, great, but none of you actually own that territory, so what the hell are you doing? I know it's instinct, but I'm trying to paint a story behind this nonsense that I don't understand. So anyway, she'll do her business, and then she'll sometimes, she. this is where it really gets me, uh, this is what really pisses me off, is she'll act like she'll get into formation and squat like she has to take a shit, and then does it. And then she'll do it, you know, we'll walk to another spot, and she'll act like she has to take a shit, and then she does it. And that triggers me, because then I'm like, well, I know now that she has to go, because she's trying to, but she's not doing it. And now I'm like, and I feel terrible because I don't want to take her back home and then have her her be uncomfortable for however many hours until we take her out again. I guess, I don't know, it's it's nonsense on my part, but I just want to make sure that if she defecates, I know that she can come back in the house and she doesn't have to worry about it. She'll be okay. She'll feel comfortable, whatever, because she can't. She can't go like my cats can go whenever they want because they have a litter box, so that's never an issue. But with her, you know, we have to. We don't want her going in the house. We have to kind of, you know, time our taking her out and all that stuff. So I don't, I don't know why. I just feel bad. You know, I feel like I, I, I feel guilty about like having her sit there while I'm, I'm good to go on a couch, and she's laying down having to go to the bathroom for like two or three hours. I, I don't like that. Again, this is what I'm manifesting in my brain. She doesn't necessarily have to go, but I just feel that way. So it always pisses me off. 
uh, when we go out there and she does that kind of stuff. So although on the other side, when she does go to the bathroom, I praise her very much because I, I appreciate that she's going to the bathroom, not wasting my time. You might find in, in, in later podcasts and things like that, this trope that is uh, me having a problem with wasting time. That's one of my biggest uh, issues in life is is wasting time. So if she has to go outside, she goes to the bathroom, does all of her business, then she's not wasting my time. Everything's good, you know. And I give her credit for that. But when she pretends like she has to go to the bathroom, I get pissed off, and that's wasting my time because now I'm out here walking her for no reason, and then I have to go home knowing that yes, she'll have to go next time. So now it's like great. I know it's one of my own problems, but it's a love hate relationship because she is very sweet and. Uh, you know, we we do cuddle a lot and things like that, and uh, she loves us. But she also really much uh, like every other dog loves food, and a lot of times she's just after me because of my food and all that stuff. Like if I've just finished eating, I'm all good to go. You know, maybe I have a remnant of smell or something on my lips or in my mouth. She'll she'll come sit next to me and she'll just kiss me, not because she loves me, but because she's trying to soak up any kind of of a morsel of food that she can. Even though I just fed her, and it's like, okay, like you don't appreciate me at all because I feed you. I we, we cook her fresh rice, uh, brown rice or quinoa. We cook her that, and we'll mix it with some of her wet food because she doesn't like the natural dry food, that uh, natural dog uh, dry food. So we give her, you know, uh, I don't know if it's high quality, but it, it's rice. It's like fresh food. So I feel like, you know, we treat her really well. We give her, uh, when it comes to food, we treat her like royalty. But she doesn't seem to appreciate it. She eats it in under seven seconds, and then she wants more food from us. Or she'll eat shit outside, like rocks or twigs or bones from, like, chicken bones, you know, from, like, uh, in local places that people eat. And then they, I guess they leave the shit on the floor, uh, on the sidewalk or whatever, and she'll eat that stuff. And I'm like, why are you eating bones? Like, I feed you high-quality food, you know, in, in the dog world. So what the hell are you doing? Like, you have no respect for me. So a lot of it's like, it's all shit I come up with in my own brain, I guess. And I don't think she has any clue what the hell she's doing, but I'm going to pretend that she does because her actions are not what I want her to have. So it's a mental thing. I get it. It's probably my fault. But uh, anyway, that's not really what this podcast is about. But I do I do want to stay on task with this dog uh, situation because one of my reasonings, if you will, are, are why do we as people uh, feel the need that it's necessary to train dogs? Whether it, being, uh, whether it be training for inside the house or training for when you're walking her outside the house. You know, I, I see value in some of it. As far as, like, inside the house, you know, uh, I, I'll do it. I'll, I'll help train. Like, 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 Jamie trains her on certain things and teaches her things. So I'll, I'll try to go along with that and reinforce some of that stuff so we have some kind of synergy there. But, but I don't understand it. Like, when it's time for her to eat, you know, we, 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 we put the food down and... Normally, like, like uh, if you don't do anything, she'll just jump at the food and eat it and whatever, you know. It doesn't even give you a second to, like, get out of the way before she gulps it all down. But we do the thing where you we, we have her sit, and then we tell her to wait for, like, a second or whatever. And then we say, okay, and that gives her the signal to go eat. And it is cute, like, when she listens. She does do a good job of listening. Uh, so Jamie did a great job with that, and I will continue to do that because... I don't know. It, it, it's cute that she listens, but I, I, at the same time, I don't understand what the hell we're doing this for. Uh, I don't care about having her wait. Like, just give her the fucking food. Let's get on with our lives. I don't know why you have to train her, you know. But my other issue is outside the house. When we walk the dog, I'll, I'll see other dog walkers walk their dogs, and they'll have the dog, like, sit at the at the curb. So when we're crossing the street, things like that, because we live in a city, so there's a lot of little blocks. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for cars to come by and whatever. I get all that. But we have the, uh, they'll have their dog sit at the end of the curb and, like, wait, I guess, until, like, there's no cars to go and then they can walk, you know. And, I, and I'm like, okay, 
that's a safety thing, I, I guess, like keeping the dog, like making the dog follow your commands because that way they won't just run in the middle of the street and, and get hit by a car. I can understand that, but I don't really feel like it's necessary. I mean, I, you know, I walk Freya, my dog, you know, I walk her and we have one of those retractable leashes and whatever so we can lock it in or lock it out at different lengths and we can figure out, you know, uh, the distance. Like we, It's all about like knowing the distance and what you can see around you and how far she might be from the street or whatever. And you just, you know, it's all like a, to me, it's like a science, you know, like how long you keep the leash and whatever so you know i'll, I'll let her uh, off you know i'll let her i won't lock the leash in i'll let her kind of retract you know expand as she needs to as she's walking and i mean i'm not i'm, I'm not walking like 50 feet behind her or anything but i you know the you know i walk the length of the leash sometimes because you know she wants to smell things and do different things so you know when we get to the curb like I keep the leash short and I keep my eyes open and I make sure she doesn't just run in the middle of the street. If I have to pull her back a little bit, I do it. But like, it's fine. I I don't really understand the value of like, why do we have to train the dog? Like, you're walking the dog. You're looking out for the dog. You don't need the dog to sit because you're older to. You know, you just got to look out for the dog. Like, oh, I see there might be a car coming. Pull her back. Like, just be aware of what's around you. You know, that's the kind of thing I think is like is helpful. You know, and when I see other people like have their dogs sit, I'm like, what are, what are you doing? Like, congratulations. Like you, you trained your dog. Great. She'll sit when you tell her to sit. Fantastic. But like, what are you, who are you proving? You know, what are you, what are you trying to prove here? You know, to me, I'm like, okay, great. Like you're better than me. Cause you can make your dog sit and I can't like, great. You know, like, fuck you, you know, <laughs> fuck you, man. It's like, you know, I don't have anything personally against these people. Like as far as like as individual people, I don't know them, but like from that action, I'm like, fuck you, you know? Like, you know, you're not better than me. Like, I, you know, why are you wasting your time training this animal? And, like, I'll see other uh, dogs and dog walkers or, uh, who will go ahead and they'll walk them on a tight leash and they don't let them smell or whatever. Like, they want to go from A to B and get whatever. So they'll, just, they'll pull them. Like, if we go for walks, like, sometimes we'll walk in the park. Jamie and I will walk in the park with her or I'll walk with her in the park or Jamie, whatever. We'll walk her in the park. We live close. It's great. And sometimes we just keep, you know, I'll see other people keep them on, uh, their dogs on short leashes, and they'll walk, and they won't smell anything, they'll just go from A to B, or whatever, and that's it. But, like, I like to let my dog, like, although it's annoying, and, like, we never can really walk anywhere, because she just wants to smell everything, but I like to let her do that, because, like, that's her only time to go outside, so, like, why am I going to drag her outside, just for my benefit, and, you know, just make her walk where I want her to walk, you know, I I want her to smell stuff. I want her to, you know, get outside and enjoy being outside because she's not outside that much. You know, she's inside all the time. It, it gives her an opportunity to explore the world and have some fun with her life. Because otherwise, if we're not going to let her do that, like, what the hell is the point of having a dog? Like, the dog doesn't have much of a purpose in some ways being under a human command. You know, they just, why do we need to train the dog? Like, make them like little humans? I, I, I don't get it. Like, training a dog can be helpful, but I don't feel like it's necessary. Because they're animals, and at the end of the day, they're animals. They they don't care. They just want they want to smell stuff. They want to pee on everything. They want you know that, that that's what they're doing. Like if we're not gonna let them be animals, then what are we doing? Like we're gonna make them, we're gonna train them and make them be prim and proper and follow every single command and every single snap. You know when they like you know when you snap your hand fingers, you know the dog will sit or do something. You know, and it's like okay, great. But what's the point of that? Like what are you getting out of that? Great, you've created a little mini, almost but never really close to a, a child. They're animals. Let them be fucking animals. Let them do whatever the hell they got to do. You know, that's what the whole point is. Like, just, I feel as like a, as an owner, you know, it's our job to make sure they're eating and take care of them and treat them well. But at the same time, let them be animals. We're not, I don't know why we're trying to convert them from animals to like humans with four feet. They're never going to be humans. So we shouldn't waste our time doing that. I just don't get it, man. It's just, a, it's not frustrating, you know, but it's just kind of like silly to like watch other people do that. I'll never get it. Another thing with like walking dogs, 
when we first got our dog, we, we would take walks in the park semi-often uh, before we had our dog. And it would just be us, and we, we wouldn't be paying attention to, like, dog walkers or anything like that. We would just walk and whatever, mind our own business, enjoy the day. But when you have a dog, now you're walking a dog, and there are other people walking dogs. Well, you know, as a human, I'm like, I don't need to talk to this person. You know, I just don't need to uh, wish them well, whatever. I don't need to talk to them. I just don't have to have any interaction with them. There's nothing in it for me, whatever. But when you have dogs and they sense each other and they and they want to play with each other, then now you got to fucking deal with this. So now you got to like go to the, you know, the other dog walker, you know, and unless you're a complete asshole, which I can be sometimes when I just kind of try to avoid when I see other dogs nearby, I will fucking, like a maniac, I'll sprint through the street and like drag the dog somewhere else and we'll run together. I don't necessarily mean I drag her, like, you know, she is running with me. I'll lead her in another direction, like a psychopath, and I'll run around. And these people probably see like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? But I just don't want to deal with the whole interaction because Freya's not always really good with other dogs. She'll sniff, you know, and in the very first three seconds, things are okay. But then she either wants to play or she doesn't like the dogs or she'll growl or she'll do whatever and... And I don't know that other dogs and other dog owners like really like that. So I try to kind of avoid all that because I don't want a, my dog to do bad things to other dogs. It's just way, the way it is. So, but, but when you have this now, now that you have a dog, you see other dogs and they want to, you know, the dogs want to fucking play around or whatever. And now you have to have the interaction with this other person. It's like, oh, is your dog friendly? Uh, yeah, kind of sometimes, you know, it depends. And I'm, you know, and then they, and they fucking interact. And I'm like holding my breath like, ah, please don't fuck this up. Please don't fuck this up. And sometimes they will. I'm like, ah, fuck. You know, and now it's like, I got the dog who's like crazy. And now maybe, maybe that's where it comes in the, the play of training your dog, I guess. I don't know. Maybe if you train your dog, they're not going to be at, you know, rabid animals trying to attack other, other dogs. But I don't know. I think it's instinct, you know, like let animals be animals. But I sometimes I feel like we train animals to be under control, if you will, because of how it looks in society. I guess when people are parents and they have kids and they're at restaurants or they're in public places and their kids are acting a certain way, other people, whether they're parents or not, will judge them in some way, either positively or negatively. Like, get your fucking kid under control. Why is he throwing crayons and throwing food everywhere and yelling? I'm sitting right behind the fucking kid. I'm trying to enjoy a dinner with my wife and I got these fucking kids running around like assholes. Now, and that's just an example of like we're judging parents for one way or another. Maybe that's the same kind of mentality we have when we have dogs. Like, we don't want get your dog under control. You're going to let your dog fucking do all this shit? You're an asshole, man. You, you know, they don't say that to me. They never do. But, like, I don't know what they're thinking. It's probably a possibility that they're judging me and I'm judging them, you know. So it's like I think we just train the dog so we look like we know what we're doing, not because of the dog's benefit. And that's kind of silly, I think, you know. I mean, I don't think it really matters. They're animals. Again, they're animals. Most, in, in, do, most of our dogs here are probably domesticated, but... A lot of animals are out there, you know. There are a lot of animals that are not domesticated. They do whatever the hell they want, and we don't bother them, you know. It's no judgment. So, like, having to interact with these people is just sometimes it's uncomfortable because it's like, is your dog friendly? How old is your dog? Oh, it's a cute face. Oh, great. And you're like, you have to, like, fucking talk to these people. And it's like, not there's anything wrong with these people. There's nothing wrong with them. I mean, I guess. I don't know them personally. But I don't, I don't need to interact with them. I don't need to do that, you know. I'm like, I don't need to have that interaction. I just, I feel like it's... It's annoying, and so I try to avoid it. You know, I try to avoid it and just force Freya to run with me in another direction, and that's that. So I'm sure if there are people uh, in the park that recognize me, they probably assume I'm some kind of, you know, nut nutcase. You know, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. I accept that I'm a nutcase when I take the dog out because either she's pissing me off or I'm trying to avoid other people. So 
I get it. I don't really. Uh, I I don't feel like it's. I get mad at her, and I'll and I'll say not so nice things to her. Like you, you know. I always say, you know, I'm giving you an opportunity, and you failed to uh, to succeed in this particular instance. This is your opportunity to go to the bathroom. This is why we're out here. Don't waste this opportunity. And I always say that to her, and she doesn't fucking know what I'm saying. She probably. I think she knows that I'm not happy because of my tone. Um, so I try to like, if I know that she may have to go to the bathroom now, and she doesn't go. I will try to like keep my cool so that way it doesn't dis- deter her. Because once I get a little angry, she can't take a dump at all. Because now she's just like so overwhelmed with my reaction, and and she just is like I don't know if she's upset or scared or whatever. So she doesn't go at all. But yeah, other people are gonna see me like act like a psychopath. But I don't mind that because I don't know these people. So f- you know, what do I care? What do I give a fuck? So that, that's my 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 argument. You know, my argument is like I think it's unnecessary to train dogs because they're animals. They, you know, there are some cases I guess it could come in handy, but I don't know. I I took the we you know when we first got her, we took her to uh, like some dog puppy training school, and it was like six weeks, and you know you have to go there every week and you do whatever and you learn how to do certain things. I don't think it was a complete waste of time, but I don't use any of those things. Like I, I, I those skills that we learn, like place. This is your place. We got to buy this like. Like a uh, stupid thing. It's like a mini trampoline. I, I I don't know what you call it, but it's like uh it's like a mesh bed, if you will. And like I say, it looks like a, like a, like a trampoline doesn't bounce. And it's like we got it because they wanted us to like use it to help train. And we brought it to you know we brought it to the uh, to the classes and whatever. But she doesn't sit on that thing. She doesn't use that fucking thing at all. Place, go to your place. Like no, no, we're not gonna do that. But we do train her sometimes like things like off. We use the word off a lot because. If she's on the couch while we're eating, because we eat on the couch because we're savages, uh, she'll try to get in there. You know, she'll sit on the couch next to us and try to like get in our in our in our space to try to get the food. You know, so we're like off. You know, we're not get off the fucking couch, sit on the floor, and leave us alone while we eat. You know, and 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 she's gotten better at that. I mean, Jamie really hit that with a hammer. You know, over and over again. So, so she's pretty well well trained in that in that way. But and I'll use that, I guess, because it helps me. So it's like. Uh, training the dog, I think, for for sake of your interaction with her, you know, what you want her to do for you inside the house, might be useful, and I can see that not being so unnecessary. But I don't know. I just think it's like so pompous of people to like train their dog to sit on a curb. You know, well, what are you doing? Like, who are you trying to impress here, man? You, you, you know, your dog's gonna live just as long as my dog, and your, you know, whatever. Like, your dog's better than mine because she can fucking sit. In any way, and in, in, in many ways, I think those fucking dogs are worse off than my dog. Cause why? Because my dog has the fucking freedom to do what she wants to do when she's outside. Yes, I don't want her eating bones per se, so I might pull her away from that, but if she wants to smell stuff or whatever and, and, and run around while I'm on the leash with her, like while she's on the leash, you know, I'm paying attention so I don't have to worry about it. But like if, if you're a dog who's being trained by your, your owners, like you're missing out. Like don't eat that, don't do this, don't do that. There's a whole lot of don'ts and a very linear, very narrow life that they live i think and i think that's bullshit you know you what you want you know i don't i i, I don't want to put it in the same category as animal cruelty at all because animal cruelty is like a whole different thing you know that's physical abuse and all that stuff and that's a whole different thing but like at some level uh, a very lighter level or a mental level maybe a mental abuse or something you're you're, you're, you're sheltering your child you're done your, your child your dog from being able to experience full dog life they're animals let them be animals man i mean jesus christ anyway all right so I do see some benefits, but I hate it at the same time. So bottom line is, like, having a dog or any animal, it, it's great for you to have, like, that responsibility to help take care of things. And, like, it gives you a purpose. And they do love you and they do care about you at some, at some degree. So I appreciate that. But 
Stop trying to train your fucking dogs, okay? It's just, it's just nonsense. Like, don't train your dog. Fuck it. Train your fucking dog. I don't give a shit. But don't, 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 don't be a fucking asshole about it and like promote how awesome you are because I can have my dogs down the curb. That's all I'm thinking. You know, I just, I just, I don't fucking get it. You know, and I think about that every time I walk my dog. I'm like, yeah, smell that stuff. Get in there. You know, I want to smell this leaf. You know, this tree, this bush, whatever. Do it. You know, I, I do it. That's what you're. You, it's your, it's your animal right to do that. So, all right. Well, that that'll sum it up today. Um, but I wish you guys the best. Uh, stay tuned for next week and uh, get your orgasm.